let's lift our hands and worship the Lord. Oh, let's lift our hands and worship the Lord our God tonight. Hallelujah, let's worship the Lord. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Oh, let's worship the Lord, let's worship the Lord, let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah, let's lift our hands and love the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Let's love him again. Let's thank him for his blessings. Oh, blessed God. Everybody that's here tonight that brought your Bible with you, pick it up right now. We're going to sing an old song. The good old Bible's right. The good old Bible's right. Hallelujah to the Lamb. I want you to sing it with all of your heart. We want to draw your attention tonight to the Word of God, to the good old Bible, to the Scripture. The good old Bible's right. Hallelujah to the Lamb. And I brought with me tonight a Bible that I haven't used in years. This is the first Bible, the first Bible that I ever owned in my life. I was 16 years old when I got this Bible. I wasn't raised in Pentecost. This was all brand new to me. But I got the Holy Ghost when I was 15 years old. Shortly thereafter, somebody brought, bought me a Bible. And I haven't used this Bible in years. I haven't looked at it in years. I, I just put it up and every once in a while. But it's been a long time since I looked at it. But I just picked this old Bible up and, and brought it with me. It was in this old Bible that God gave me the revelation of the oneness of God and Jesus' name, baptism and holiness and all that we've got here tonight. Hallelujah. I want you to sing it with me tonight if you believe it. The good old Bible's right. Well, the good old Bible's right. Hallelujah to the Lamb. The good old Bible's right. Hallelujah to the Lamb. The good old Bible's right. Job a while ago, I was wishing, and God knows that, 
that this thing would just turn loose and tear up and forget all about my part. And I say that sincerely. I wouldn't stand there and say, boy, I hope it don't get away. I hope I hope I get my chance. No, I wish, I wish this place would have just turned into a cloud of glory. Praise God. Praise God. I love Brother Johnson. I love saints. I love these men of God, these men of the Bible. Praise God. In Romans chapter 4 and verse 3, we find these four words. What saith the Scripture? In Galatians chapter 4 and verse 30, we find the same four words. What saith the Scripture? And so that's my subject tonight. What saith the Scripture? You may be seated. Glory to God. You know what? Now, we've had a lot of shouting and running and hooping and hollering here tonight, and I like it, and I hope we do some more of it. You know what I really feel on me tonight? I really feel like, I really feel like a Wednesday night Bible study. Yeah, that's, that's what I feel. And this is Wednesday night. And this is my pulpit. And I am home. <laughs> Glory. Praise God. And I'm going to read a lot of scriptures tonight. And when I'm through, agree or disagree, one thing you'll have to say, he sure did give us a lot of scriptures. If I told you how many scriptures I've got ready to go, it would, it would make you nervous. <laughs> Praise God. But either the good old Bible's right or it's not right. Hallelujah. And everything I got here tonight came out of the Bible. Now, I, I believe in using books and commentaries and whatever, so forth and so on. Uh, but, but it just so happens everything I got here tonight is the Word of God. And uh, I want you, as I begin to go through these scriptures, you're not going to have time to look them up. Don't, don't bother by the tape later and, and find out what I said. But I'm going to give you the Word of the Lord. And uh, uh, you've got to catch these scriptures that I'm about to lay out here so you'll understand the rest. The Bible says, What saith the Scripture? John 5 and 39 says, Search the Scripture. Acts 17 and 11 says, They receive the Word with all readiness of mind and search the Scripture daily. Acts 17 and 2, And Paul, as his manner was, reasoned with them out of the Scriptures. Acts 18 and 24, Apollos, an eloquent man, and mighty, mighty in the Scriptures. Romans 1 and 2 says, the holy, the holy Scriptures. Uh, 2 Timothy 3, 15 also says, and that from a child thou hast known the holy Scriptures, the holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. John 2, 22 says, that his disciples believed the scripture. Acts 
uh, uh, Luke chapter 24, verses 33 and 45, and they said one to another, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked uh, with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Second Timothy 3:16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. John 7 and 38. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture has said. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture has said. Hey, we believe on him, but do we believe on him as the Scripture has said? Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. What saith the Scripture? I've been on this, this kick, and I haven't told anybody for a long time. And that is, what does the Scripture say? What does the Bible say? Not my opinion, but what does the Scripture say? Isaiah 40 and 8, the grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God, which is the Scripture, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Matthew 4 and 4, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ or the scripture dwell in you richly. John 8.31, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples uh, indeed, if you continue in the scripture. Isaiah 66 and 2, to this man will I look, uh, even to him that is of a poor and contrite spirit that trembleth at my word. What saith the scripture Jesus said in Matthew 22 29 ye do err not knowing the scripture we need to know the scripture we need to know the scripture we need to know the word of God we need to know the good old Bible the song says the good old Bible's right hallelujah to the lamb second Timothy 4 and 2 says preach the word preach the word or in other words preach the scripture what saith the scripture what does the scripture say about the new birth what does the scripture say about the new birth now let me tell you why i'm fixing to talk about the new birth when i started preaching 31 years ago full time after my pastor sent me out let me go I was riding along in a car with another preacher and we were riding along in this car and I did not know anything but Acts 238 I'm gonna preach something tonight that you young preachers had better listen to I'm telling you and some of you can be saying in your mind, we're just going to talk about the new birth. We're going to talk about Act 2. We had better talk about it. I was riding along, and we got to talking about who was going to be saved. And this preacher looked over at me, and you say, you shouldn't tell that. I am telling you what happened to me. And, and he said, well, you know, we're not the only ones that's going to be there. 
he said, you know that we are the bride. But he said, there is others that have got the Holy Ghost that will be there as our, our servants. I'm here to tell you tonight, according to this Bible, according to the good old Bible, and the good old Bible's right, you've got to be born again. You've got to be born again. You've got to be born again. Of the water and of the Spirit, John 3 and 3 and 5, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, either that's right or it's wrong. Let's just take it for what it says. If you have just received the Holy Ghost and you have not been baptized in Jesus' name, you are not born again. You are not born again. If you have been baptized in Jesus' name and have not received the Holy Ghost, you have not been born again. I'm going to tell you what's bothering me now. And that is this. We've got too many young preachers that I don't hear preaching the oneness of God. We've got so many young preachers that I don't hear preaching about the new birth. I'm telling you what, young preachers need to be set on fire with Acts 2.38. They need to be set on fire with the oneness of God. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I love our young preachers. And we got some outstanding young preachers. But I want to encourage you, young preachers, don't worry about sermonizing. Get this Acts 238 in you. Get one God in you. Get holiness in you. We'll cover the whole thing before the night's over. But I'm telling you, we'd better get this in our gut. I'm telling you, 35 years ago, when I took this old Bible and in the middle of the night and pulled the cover over my head because my daddy made me go to bed, he didn't live for God. My mama didn't live for God. I, I was being raised in South Modesto, and I ain't got time to, uh, to explain all that. But I want to tell you something. I'll never forget the night. <laughs> I'll never forget the night that I come out from under the cover with a revelation of the oneness of God and Jesus' name baptism out of this old book. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, preachers, we better get our Bible. We better love this good old Bible. <laughs> oh! Give us a revival of the Bible. You say, well, I believe. I'm not interested in what you believe. I'm interested in what the Scripture says. Glory to God. And I'm going to tell you something. If we're not careful, we, 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 we can get the feeling like, as preachers, this is so common, and we know that that's the problem. It's got too common. And, and, and I want to preach something new. I'm telling you what, there ain't nothing that'll bless a church like the oneness of God in Jesus' name baptism. 
Thank God there's old Elder Boffin. Stand up, Elder Boffin. I'm telling you what, he's won God from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. He's Jesus' name. Thank God for this old elder. 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 Thank God for this elder that put the oneness of God in us, that put Jesus' name baptism in us. I'm going to read something tonight just because it's so good. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there come a sound from heaven. Oh, I love this. As of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it set up on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. What saith the scripture? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, I tell you, I'm in love with Acts 2.38 all over tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I couldn't believe that that preacher told me. I'd never heard anything like that. I, that, that was strange language to me. But I found out from that. Oh, I've had many encounters since then. I'm talking about with those among us. Those among us, I'm telling you, if you don't believe Acts 2.38 is essential and Acts 2.38 is, on is the only way, I'm telling you, you're wrong doctrinally. You're wrong doctrinally. Hallelujah. I'm not here tonight to take a new look at the Scripture. I'm telling you, since God revealed that to me, I've never doubted it. I've never looked again. I've never even thought about it. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Acts 8 and 12 said, And when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. In the name of Jesus, they were preaching. Now, when the apostles uh, uh, which were at Jerusalem heard the Samaritans had received uh, the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, and they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. You say, but Brother Morton, we know that, but I'm telling you, we need to get excited about that. We need to get thrilled about that. Now, when I read that, I thought about something else. I was preaching... Another revival. This was all in the same year. I just started preaching. I was 20 years old. Uh, I mean, it was, uh, I started to say more than I could bear, but that wasn't really true because it never, it never shook me in the least. I was preaching for another preacher. And this one, he said, now I want to tell you something. I don't even know why he said it. We was eating Sunday afternoon dinner. I don't even know why he said it. But he just looked at me and he said, you know in the chapter of the book of Acts, 
He said, before Peter and John got down there and they got the Holy Ghost, he said, I think they saved. I'm telling the God's truth. I could call the name. I'm talking about name brand Pentecost. I'm talking about name brand. I'm telling you what, I'm not so, so concerned about the name or the brand. I'm concerned about the doctrine and what you believe. Glory to God. I, I could have swallowed my plate. I, I'd never heard such, such. I thought everybody believed this. And, and you can be sitting here tonight and saying, but, but, but. There ain't no but about it. That scripture's right. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you, there's a whole bunch of things that, 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 that I can differ with. And, 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 and don't, but I'm telling you, there's one thing, and it's this doctrine. It's this doctrine. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask you a question. How long has it been, preachers, since we've gone to a conference and heard Jesus' name one, God, Acts 2.38? When I first got saved, I'm telling you, that's all. We, we had fellowship meetings. They were packed out, and that's all. I'm telling you, uh, I'll tell you something. When I got this revelation, I, I didn't wait around for a license. I didn't even know they had license. I got this old Bible right here, and I went to the street, and I went to preaching on the street. I'm telling you the truth, honest to God, I, we just went down on the street and went to preaching on the street. We preached to the winos. We preached to the Greyhound bus station. We preached, to, we preached on the street. You know why? This was burning in us, and we believed everybody had to be baptized in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Acts 10, 45, and they of the circumcision uh, which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles uh, also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost for they heard them speak with tongues. Then answered Peter, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? As well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. You say, but brother, everybody here believes that. I doubt that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Acts 19 and 1, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, finding certain disciples. First thing he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Glory to God. Now, I believe that we ought to use wisdom with this message and everything, but some folks, they want to use so much wisdom. Don't let them find out what we are till they've been here about two months. I have a conviction that in every service, Acts 2.38 ought to be quoted. It ought to be talked about in every service. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You say, man, you're going to seed on Acts 2.38. Somebody better go to seed or we won't have anything left. There's got to be some seed. Glory to God. He said unto them, What then will you baptize? They said unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Now that's just a little seed there. That's just a little touch. What saith the Scripture? I just gave you what saith the scripture about the new birth. There is no other plan. What saith the scripture concerning one God, 
Deuteronomy 6 and 4 through 9 said, Hear, O Israel, who the Lord our God is one Lord. We're having Wednesday night Bible study tonight. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And while I'm thinking about it, let me say this. I don't care when I preach if you shout or don't shout of what you do. Now, I'm going to talk about that a minute. I'm going to tell you something. If, if, if you young preachers that, that's got to have a response, you got to, and if, and, and if you don't get a response, you put everything up tight. If you get that book and preach that book, if you start, the Bible said the word is like a hammer breaking the rock and peace. You get to swinging that hammer, brother, and there's going to be some ducking, and there's going to be some shouting, and there's going to be some moving. I'm telling you what, just preach that word, brother. Preach that book. Woo! Preach that book. Get your nose in that book. Learn the scripture. It said, and these words, listen to this, these words which I command thee this day, I'm talking about one God, shall be in thine heart. That's the problem. We got too many that's not in their heart. And these words which I command thee shall be in thy heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Stand up, Nathan. That's my son. I'm going to tell you, from the time he was born, even to right now, I put into him the oneness of God in Jesus' name, baptism. I ain't got time to tell the whole story tonight, but I have faith in God that if I would put the Word of God in this boy, just two things. The one is the God in Jesus' name, baptism is being essential, that he'd be saved. And I'll tell you, me and this boy's been through hell and high water, but he's here tonight and he's saved because the Bible teaches if we'll put that Word in him. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! said, Thou shalt teach thy children diligently. Thou shalt talk of them when thou settest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up. Thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the post of thine house and on the gate. I remember when I got the revelation of Acts 2.38. I was in high school. Oh, I'll never forget it. I, I was in a, I had a, I, I'm telling you what, I wrote Acts 2.38 everywhere. I had a, I had a, I had a wood class. There was sawdust everywhere in that room. I would write Acts 238 in the sawdust. I would go in, I would go in every, every paper that I'd write, I'd write Acts 238. I mean, I got Acts 238, one God on everything. I'm telling you, we, we, we got off on too many sidelines. Talk about it. Praise God. Do buddy come up here. Bring do buddy up here. I'm going to tell you, bring him up here. This is my best buddy right here. This is my best buddy right here. I'm going to tell you something. From the time this boy was born, there's never been a time, never been a time that I can think of that every time I picked him up, I'd say, Drew, buddy, there's just one God. Drew, buddy, there's just one God, and his name is Jesus. I'd say, Drew, buddy, there's only one way to be saved, and that's to repent and be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Every day that I get a hold of him, me and him just goes for a ride sometimes, just me and him, and I talk to him about one God. I say, Drew, buddy, there's just one God. There's just one God, and his name's Jesus. Oh, Drew, buddy, there's just one way. And, and my, somebody said, you talk to him like he understands. He understands. God understands. I want this boy to be saved. <laughs>
Oh, two buddies are just one God. I'm telling you, we need to teach our children faith. Oh, preachers, we need to teach our children they're just one God. Acts 2 38 is the only way. Hallelujah. There's just one God. Let's raise our hands and worship the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, let's worship the Lord. <laughs> Here who is with the Lord our God is one Lord. <laughs> oh, I love this message. <laughs> Oh, let's love this message. Some say it's the blessed Holy Trinity or the blessed Holy Spirit. But the Word of God says in Mark 12 and 32, said, For there is one God and there is none other but He. First Corinthians 8 and 4 said there is none other God but one. First Corinthians, uh, it says there be gods many and lords many, but to us uh, there is one God. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. And may I say, and may I say, one wife and no sweethearts on the sideline. I, I felt like I was going through the fence right then, but I got my britches caught on a barb. There's one you didn't cut. When I was, when I was a kid, uh, the earliest in my life I remember crawling through barbed wire fences. It's a terrible feeling to be about halfway through and feel like, oh, brother, you don't know where to back up, go on, go down, let up, whatever, because... And I'm telling you, you can sure get hung up in a Pentecost meeting. But I'm telling you what, I've come to the age and to the place, I just don't get hung up. I just jerk it on off. If I rip the seat of my britches out, I'll just hold my hand and preach on. Hallelujah! One, one, one. One way to God. One, one, one. One way to God. Baptized in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hey, the word Trinity is not in the Scripture. Trinity is a set of three persons of things. It's a union of three divine persons, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. That's what Trinity means. The Bible says in 1 John 5 and 7, 7 said, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Mark 12, 29, Jesus said the first of all commandments is here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Isaiah 44 and 3 says, For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel. Not the Holy uh, Three of Israel, but the Holy One of Israel. James 2 and 19 said, Thou believest that there's one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe in tomorrow. The devil don't even believe in the Trinidad. I'm going to tell you something. We shout and we juke and we jive and we jerk and we jump over this rock and roll music that we have in the church that shouldn't be in the church. We need to get excited about one God. We need to get excited about Acts 238. What saith the scripture? 
Jehovah God of the Old Testament is Jesus Christ of the New. Now I'm telling you, I'm just giving you a bird's eye view here. This year, you may be seated in the church that I pastor. All this that I'm preaching to you, we, we took nights to cover it. Nights to cover it. Many Wednesday nights to cover it. Praise God. Morton, is that all you know? What else is there to know? Glory to God. Colossians 2 and 9 and 10 said, For in him, not in them, but in him, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. I tell you what, old Elder Boffman here, he, he, he's going to turn 80 his next birthday. And, and I don't mind saying this to him, and I say this respectfully. He knows this. Me and him talk about it. He knows his old chance about to blow away. But I'm telling you what, Elder, I promise you there's, there's some men that's going to preach it. Praise God. Hallelujah. First Timothy 3, 16 said, Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Oh, I remember the first time I read that. I like to eat the page out of the Bible. God was manifest in the flesh. Justified in the spirit. Seen of angels. Preached unto the Gentiles. Believed on in the world. Received up into glory. The word manifest means to appear or to show self. God was manifest or God appeared in the flesh. Why? Because John 4, 24 says that God is a spirit. We cannot see a spirit. So God put on flesh and came down to man. And that flesh he called his son. Oh, hallelujah. Isaiah 9 and 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulders. Hey, let me say something. I don't shout just to shout. Do you know what I'm saying? Don't just get emotional because there's a, there's a hype here. Get excited about what this scripture is saying. Let me tell you what this scripture is saying. This scripture is saying this. Listen. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor. This is talking about Jesus Christ. This is talking about the birth of Jesus Christ. It said that he is the mighty God. Not one of the mighty gods, but the mighty God. It said he is the everlasting Father. Oh, I'm telling you what oneness of God is as clear as is these lights up here. Glory to God, the everlasting Father. Isaiah 44 and 8 said there is... Uh, is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. Isaiah 46 and 9. I am God and there is none like me. Isaiah 43 and 10. I am he and before me there was no God formed. Neither shall there be after me. Woo! Man, I'm sweating like I've been digging a ditch. But I'm telling you what, this is worth sweating for. Glory to God. In, in this business of late... Well, I'm taking a new look at the scripture. Huh. Praise God. I just looked once and believed it. This Bible don't change its mind ten years later. What saith the scripture? What saith the scripture about holiness? Now I realize this is the one that everybody gets nervous over. 
But the Bible does talk about holiness. Praise God. You say, but you shouldn't talk about it in a convention. Is it wrong to read the Bible? I'm just going to read the Bible to you. Listen. What is holiness? It means consecrated, dedicated, clean, to sanctify itself holy. It means modest. It means pure. It means set apart. I'm still in the book. I'm still in the book. The word holiness or holy or holiness is found in the scripture over 560 times. Now, these three things that I'm talking about here tonight, the oneness of God, Jesus' name, baptism, the new birth, and holiness. I'm telling you, that is three essentials that's got to be talked about. And I'm going to tell you this. There is an intimidating spirit trying to get on preachers. I'm telling you, and you preachers know what I'm talking about. An intimidating spirit that, that tries to get on, on, on preachers. Don't be intimidated. Praise God. Psalm 97 and 12 said, Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous. Give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Psalm 47 and 8, God reigneth over the heathen. God setteth upon the throne of his holiness. 2 Corinthians 7 and 1, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Praise God. Now, I'm sorry if I'm boring you tonight with all these scriptures, but I told you, this is Wednesday night Bible study. This is Wednesday night Bible study. Praise God. Ephesians 4, 24, and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. True holiness. Hebrews 12 and 14, follow peace with all men in holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. 1 Peter 2 and 9, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Leviticus 10 and 10 says, and that ye may put a difference between the holy and the unholy and between the unclean and the clean. And that's the job of the priest, is to put a difference between the holy and the unholy. Leviticus 20 and 7, sanctify yourselves therefore and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God. What I'm thinking about, I got to say things while I'm thinking about it. The last time that I preached at PSR, which was two years ago, to balance this all out. See, this is balancing it tonight. The last time I preached, I preached on nothing but reaching the world. You remember? Evangelism, reaching the world, building churches, saving people. So I'm going to come back tonight, and this is Wednesday night Bible study, and we're going to balance it out. Praise God. Romans 12 and 1 said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Ephesians 5 and 27, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, 
not having spot nor wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Am I still in the scripture? What saith the scripture? We as Christians are representative of God's holiness on the earth today. We are. Praise God. Holiness starts on the inside. Matthew chapter 23 and verses 27 and 28. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, for you are like unto white sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within you're full of hypocrisy and iniquity. We have got to have inward holiness. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. If it's not inward holiness, it's not holiness. I don't care what appears on the outside. I don't care what appears on the outside. The people that I pastor, if they appear with the right everything, you know, the Pentecostal dress, everything's just right. I don't mean they're holy. That's why it's got to be on the inside. It's got to be on the Holiness is a spirit. It's got to be the spirit of holiness. But I'm telling you what, if it is on the inside, it will appear on the outside. We must, we must have and live inward holiness. Psalm 19 and 14 says that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, that's inward holiness. Be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my, uh, my strength and my redeemer. Psalm 51 and 10 said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Oh, that's my prayer. Create in me a, create in me a clean heart, O God. Let's raise our hands and talk to God right now. Oh, let's reach out for God's holiness right now. Create in me, O God, a clean heart. Oh, God, create in me a clean heart, O God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Matthew 5 and 8 said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. That's inward holiness. What does pure mean? It means clean. It means clear. It means free from foreign matter. It means faultless. It means innocent. It means guiltless. It means absolute. It means unmixed. We can't have a heart full of deceit and pride and evil thoughts and hate and strife and envy and murder and adultery and lying. I'm still in the book. We can't have a heart full of deceit. I so desperately want to do what's right. We can't have a heart full of pride and evil thoughts and hate and strife and envy and murder and adultery and lies and still have inward holiness. I love my brethren. I can't think of anybody. I can't think of anybody that I hate. I don't agree with everybody, but I'm telling you, I can disagree and love. I want to be right in my heart. 
I want to be right in my heart. If my heart ain't right, I'm all wrong. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to be honest with you. I have struggled. I'm telling you, if you're going to live in this life, there's going to be times when you're going to struggle. I've had people, I've had, I, I've had people do me dirt. I've had people do me wrong. Several years ago, somebody started doing me dirt and wrong. And God, now I don't use this loosely. I'm telling the truth. God spoke to me and said, be quiet. And he never told me to do anything else. And I've kept my mouth shut. And I've had dirt kicked on me. But I tell you what, in my heart, I promise you, I love. I refuse to cuss. I refuse to fight. <laughs> it's been a struggle. Why are you telling this? It's because you struggle too. And I want you to know that I am your brother, and we struggle together sometimes. But we can't let deceit get in our heart. We can't let envy get in our heart. We can't let jealousy get in our heart. We can't let murder get in our heart. I can't let hate get in my heart. <laughs> I just can't do it. I can't do it. I want to be saved. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I want to see God. God, oh God. Blessed are the pure in heart. What kind of books do we read? I'm still in the scripture. 
What about television? What about VCR? I can't hide my head in the sand and say it's not an issue. Television is an issue. VCR is an issue. What saith the scripture? Philippians 4 and 8 said, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever, th please listen to this, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And I'm saying this tonight in the fear of God, and I believe it's based on the Scriptures. Preachers, we ought to do everything we can, everything we can to keep televisions out of our churches. We've got to. We've got to. I am telling you, we have got to. We have got to. I'm telling you, I'm preaching this out of a concerned heart, a burdened heart, a caring heart. You can tag it smart aleck. You can tag it anything you want to tag it. You can tear it any way you want to tear it. But I'm telling you, I'm delivering my soul. And I'm telling you what, the intimidation gets on. And, and when you go some places to preach, boy, if you're going to do it, uh, you, you, you better get ready to take the heat. But I'm saying it's time to take the heat. If they, and I believe this. I believe if they ask a man to preach, if they, well, if they ask, if they ask, if they ask, if they ask me to come and preach somewhere, I believe that the whole package comes. Whatever that man believes whatever his convictions are whatever he preaches you should not ask him if he cannot deliver his soul if he's got to hold anything back it said first john 2 and 16 for all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes the pride of life it's not of the Father, but it's of the world. Psalm 101, 2 and 3 said, I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. Job said in Job 31 and 1, I made a covenant with my eyes. Isaiah 33 and 50. I'm going to tell you something. This is the truth, and I meant to bring it tonight and forgot. I have got a stack. It's at least that thick of what the world says about television. The world. The world even recognized it. Isaiah 33 and 15 and 16 said, He that walketh righteously and speaketh uprightly, he that despiseth the gain of oppressions, that shaketh his hand from the holding of bribes, that stoppeth his ears from the hearing of blood, and shutteth his eyes from seeing evil. He shall dwell on high. Shutteth his eyes from seeing evil. Deuteronomy 7 and 26, Neither shalt thou bring an abomination into thine house, lest thou be a cursed thing like it, but thou shalt utterly detest it, and thou shalt utterly abhor it, for it is a cursed thing. TV and VCR has to do with our inward holiness. It has to do with our inward holiness. I'm talking about for me and my house, for me and my house, there cannot be any television. 
we, years ago we decided we could not control the knob, but now we get a VCR and think we can control it. I am here to prophesy tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that in time to come, it's going to kill our kids. saved and I want my kids to be saved. I, I'm preaching this tonight because I care. This is the safe route. This is the sure route. There's nothing going to go wrong this way. Nothing's going to go wrong this way. This is the safe route. You say, but a lot of people say, but boy, when you get grandkids, you want to get a VCR and whatever. I'm telling you what, I'm going to preach this message to that little boy that will be saved. I'll spend all eternity with him. I can look at him all I want to. I don't need it for my grandkids. That's right. Hallelujah. I don't need it for my family. I don't need it for my kids' wedding. I don't need it. Now, now I'll tell you something else. You can call it what you want to. You can call it. And I, I don't even know these things. You can call it a camcorder or whatever you want to call it. But I'm telling you what, it all runs in the same vein, and it's all going to the same thing. I'm saying, preachers, let's don't let saints pressure us, talk us into anything. It's no television. It's no VCR. It's no camcorder. It's no nothing. I am trying to save us. I am trying to save us. And I would be a hypocrite if I went to a motel room or any place and watched television. I would have been a hypocrite if I had watched Desert Storm in the news. I'd have been a hypocrite. I'm telling you what, you can't watch a little television. It's just no. It's just no. You say you can't build a church preaching like this. I bear uh, to differ with you. I beg to differ with you. You can build a church. You can't build a church if you don't preach like this. Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I'm telling you. We've got to be saved. We've got to be saved. We've got to be saved. And I tell you what, I won't mix in this tonight. I don't want just the scripture. I want what Brother Bowman, wherever he's at. I want what Brother Bowman said. I want the spirit in it. I want the spirit in it. And I want to tell you something. This is not legalism. It's the scripture. It's the word of God. Glory to God. I'm telling you, preachers. We're just going to have to draw the line. It's just no television. It's no. It's no VCR. It's no camcorder. I don't even know what all this junk is. Uh, are we going to be like all other groups? They'll preach like this, but just go on doing. Somewhere we've got to make a change. There needs to be some changes made. What does the scripture say about outward holiness? That was inward holiness. About dress, makeup, jewelry, hair. That has to do with outward holiness. 
And I'm going to tell you, when I preach on, I don't need nobody scream, holler, shout, kick, or nothing. I don't care if you do, but I don't have to have it. Let me talk about holiness just a minute. People that love Jesus Christ don't have a problem with holiness inward or outward. When we know Him and love Him, we say, it's not a standard, it's my devotion to God. I don't like that word standard. This is our devotion to God. This is our devotion. You know what bugs, you, what bugs me is for somebody that, that it's their devotion to God. Praise God. I'm going to tell you something. You take Brother King right here. And I, I'm not, uh, I'll just say it. He don't care. But I'm going to tell you something. He don't believe in Christmas trees. And I don't either. But I ain't talking about that tonight. But it bothers me when somebody makes fun of him and belittles him. That man walks with God. That man lives for God. A man can preach and then folks will get off and belittle it and make fun of it. I am telling you what. We better be careful when we do that. When it's a heartfelt conviction with a man. What saith? This is my devotion to God. I'm giving this up for God. I, I made some devotion to God uh, uh, some time back. And the biggest pressure comes from your friends. I'm going to tell you, when I get in this pulpit, as far as I'm concerned, I have no friend. It don't make me no difference who it is or what it is. You can't say, well, so-and-so said, no, better not say this, better not say that. No, that's what makes a man a man. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, God, let's love the Lord our God tonight. What saith the Scripture? What saith the Scripture? What saith the Scripture? Oh, this is my devotion to God. It's not a standard. I do this. I love God. We love God. And if there's a spirit that God cannot stand, and I cannot stand it, it's a holy-than-thou attitude. Oh. There's none holy. No, not one. You know, in Genesis 3 and 7... The Bible said the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed thick leaves together and made themselves aprons. That didn't satisfy God. God come along in verse 21, and unto Adam and also unto his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. The Bible said the man, the, the man was running with no clothes on there. When God got through with him, he was clothed in his right mind. Our clothing reveals something about our spiritual condition. What we wear speaks for us. You say, now he's getting on the clothesline. That's right. Because the Bible got on the clothesline. From the book of Genesis to clear through Revelation, you can find clothesline all through there. There's a bloodline and a clothesline. That's right. And I, I'm not saying this to be smart. I'm saying this because, because I, it's right to say it. Exodus 28 and 2 says, Thou shalt make holy garments. Holy garments. Deuteronomy 22 and 5 said, The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all that do so are abomination to the Lord thy God. This is honest God truth. I went into a store right here in Fresno the other day, 
and and there was somebody checking out uh, behind the check stand there checking out and I got to look and I, I said I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's a man or a woman I really didn't I said it's a man but then I decided it's a woman now this really happened I'm not just saying this to be funny but it's a it's a man it's a woman I kept going back and forth God is my witness there was another day I went back in there I, and I looked and I decided it was a woman I couldn't tell what it was and sometimes it's that way in Pentecost. You can't tell what it is. Now, I haven't got time to talk about it, but it's Scripture. The Bible does talk about effeminate men. The Bible does talk about effeminate men. Now, I'm still in the Scripture. The Bible talks about effeminate, the effeminate. The Bible does talk about homosexuals. That's right. We don't need to walk like a sissy, talk like a sissy. I'm talking about the men now. Or dress like a sissy. Or comb our hair like a sissy. That's right. There is something to this. I'm still in the book. Hallelujah. And, and some of these, I'll, I'll tell you, I could talk about this women's lib business. And I'm telling you what. There's a streak of that through Pentecost wider than this platform. I'm telling you. This women's lib business. Boy, I, I just wish I had time to take care of all this, but I can't teach it all in one night. That's right. There is some beautiful women in Pentecost, women that act like women, they dress like women, and they're wonderful. But I'm telling you what, there's some that, that you think they wear combat boots. That's right. Well, anyway, that's, I'm still in the Scripture. Talking about this, this business. Hey, and they're talking about snow skin. Now, I'm not preaching against snow skin. I'm still in the book. But I'll tell you what, I am preaching about it when the women go snow skin and wear tight pants. And don't tell me they're not doing it. Pants, they're doing it. They're doing it. They're doing it. They're wearing them. It's not right. You say, but it's snow skin. What do we wear? If you can't wear something decent, don't go. If you can't ride a horse and be decent, don't go. That's right. I'm telling you, we better, we better think about these things. 7, I, 1, and 8 said, And it shall come to pass in the, in, in the day of the Lord's sacrifice that I will punish the princes and the king's children and all such as are clothed with strange apparel. That is strange apparel. I'm telling you, there's some of this stuff in Pentecost that's strange. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I don't preach on this stuff all the time. You want me to? I'm going to really get myself shot right now. I'm going to tell you something, preachers. I just went through a series of lessons in my church on all this stuff, but it took a long time. And, uh, but I looked at my notes and I apologized to the church because it had been nine years since I had taught some of this stuff. Nine years. I'm just being honest. I'm just trying to prove a point. I don't stay on it all the time. Oh, you know, something pop up every once in a while and you got to pop it off and you know, whatever. You know, you take care of business. You go, 
but, but I went too long. You know what? Probably once a year in your church, you need to go through the oneness of God, Jesus' name, baptism, and holiness within and holiness without. What's wrong with that? That's Scripture. And I'm going to tell you, before I get to bed tonight, this will be around the world. And there will be things said that I didn't say. But everything I did say, I hope it gets around the world. Hallelujah. What saith the Scripture about makeup? 1 Corinthians 10 and 5. But with many of them, God was not well pleased. Verse 6 says, Now these things were our example to the intent that we should not lust after evil things. I ain't got time to get into all this. Makeup was a mark in the Bible of heathen women and unfaithful women, women throughout the Bible. The face has much to say about a person's character and experience. I'm still in the book. Second Kings 9 and 30 said, And when Jehu was come, Jezebel heard of it, and she painted her face. I'm just reading the scripture. Ezekiel 23 uh, and 40 says, uh, they said, For whom thou didst wash thyself and paintest thy eyes. Yeah. I heard, I heard something today. Somebody said, they got, oh, said, you got makeup on? Yeah, I got clear makeup. Well, if it's clear, don't put it on. You better cut another, you better cut a little bigger hole in that because me and you both going to have to get out of here. <laughs> That's right. Said I, said I got clear makeup. Now, the Bible talks about painting the face, so I'm still in the book. Because when you put on rouge, you're painting the face. When you put on blush, you're painting the face. When you put this stuff on your eye, you're painting the face. I don't know what you're doing when you put on them eyelashes. I'm telling you what, they're wearing light makeup. Say, oh, this is for my lips. Well, just get some of that plain, what do you call it, lip? Chapstick. Chapstick. Oh, you hear him. If I said what I said in the church I passed the other night, y'all won't throw me out here, so I won't say that. No, it don't need to be said. All right. Do you want to have a gut contest, Hurst? You may be big, but I'm going to tell you something. I'll whip you all over this platform. When it comes... <laughs> now, this is if you're married. They say, but my lips are dry. If you're married, just lick them and kiss them. <laughs> Forget putting that stuff on your lips. <laughs> I'm talking about lipping your lips and kissing. We got to get off this. This is out of the scripture. <laughs> Woo, but I had to get a little breather. <laughs> Jeremiah 40 and 30. I'm telling you, wait, I'm not through. You know? And don't make something out of this, I'm not. It's all right. Cleanse your face. Clean your face. I don't understand women put cleansing cream on the face. I'm not preaching against that. Please clean up. 
but, but they'll clean their face real good and then want to put all this other stuff on. Just wash it all off. He'll beautify the meek with salvation. I'm telling you, there needs to be a consecration made tonight. I'm not going to wear lip stuff. I'm not going to wear lipstick. I'm not going to wear roots. I'm not going to wear powder. I'm not going to wear none of this stuff. This is the safe route. This is the right route. What does the Bible mean when it says? It meant something about painting the face. The Bible said these things were for our example. Jeremiah 4 and 30. I'm going to be through pretty soon. Though thou rentest thy face with painting, in vain shall thou make thyself fair. It's vain. Beauty's vain, the Bible said. 1 Timothy 2 and 9 says, In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest appearance. I am still in the Scripture. Still in the Scripture. In like manner also, 1 Timothy 2 and 9, In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness. Don't sound like it's painted up to me. That's what the Scripture, that Scripture does mean something. Yeah. What saith the Scripture about the hair? The Bible said, For if the woman be not covered, let her be also shorn. But if it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. It said, But if a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given to her for a covering. You know what I was thinking about the other day? I thought, remember, remember that spell that we went through years ago when, when, when everybody started getting wigs? And as a whole, I think we've got rid of them. But they'll be back. They'll be back. Oh, I hope I die before some of this stuff gets back. I don't want to go another round. But that's the problem, preachers. It goes around and it comes back. And finally, we just get played. Oh, do what you want. We can't. Whew! We got we, we to gotta preach the Scripture. We got to stay in the book. We can't get tired. It is a shame for a woman to cut her hair or a disgrace what that means. It is sin for a woman to cut her hair, to trim her hair, to break it off, to do whatever you do. It's sin. It's wrong. The Bible says, does not even nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it's a shame unto him. We need to get some good haircuts. That's right. You know, try to bring it down over the top of your ear, hang it over your collar. Get that stuff cut up there. I'm still in the Scripture. What does the Scripture say about jewelry? I'm still in the Scripture. I got to get a little water on this one. First Timothy 2 and 9 says, In like manner also, that women adorn themselves in modest apparel, with shamefacedness, sobriety, not with broided hair. Now listen, or gold, or pearls, or costly array. Now that Scripture does mean something. It does. Now, it means something. It's in the book. First Peter 3 and 3. It said, Whose adorning let it not be the outward adorning of the adding of the hair and the wearing of gold. Now, that is in the Bible. I am still in the Scripture. It said, Let it not be that outward adorning. Outward adorning, which means decoration. Also in the Greek, and I ain't no Greek scholar, I don't know, but I can look something up. It said world. It's of the world. It means to decorate with ornaments 
What is jewelry? Now, I'm just reading you a list of what is jewelry. Bracelets, necklaces, brooches, earrings, various ornaments of the hair, friendship rings, birthstone rings, class rings, engagement rings, wedding rings. That's jewelry. You go to the jewelry store to get that. Praise God. And I just feel for nobody shout when I get on this stuff. I, I am not a bloodthirsty preacher. Uh-uh. First Timothy 2 and 8 says, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Jeremiah 4 and 30. I'm just reading the scripture. Though thou clothest thyself with crimson, though thou deckest thyself with ornaments of gold, though thou rendest thy face with painting in vain, shall thou make thyself fair. If I had time, I could teach a whole Bible lesson on all this stuff. Exodus 22 and 21. It said, And they came everyone whose heart stirred him up. I hope that God stirs our hearts up. And everyone whose spirit made him willing, and they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation for all his service and for the holy garments. And they came, both men and women, as many as were willing, hearted, and brought bracelets and earrings and rings and tablets of all jewels and gold, and every man that offered an offering of gold unto the Lord. I'm just reading the scripture. And the reason I'm reading the scripture is because we are having a revival of jewelry in Pentecost. And some folks will say, well, what's wrong with a simple wedding band? I don't see no simple wedding bands in Pentecost. I remember uh, my mama used to wear a simple wedding band. It didn't have nothing. It was just a, a band. Now, I don't think we can stop it. I don't think we can allow a band. You got to understand, one thing leads to another. Used to be a band, then a diamond on the, on, on the band, and then, a, and then a, a ring beside that ring, and it's gold. It's gone. Everybody say, praise the Lord. The Bible said, who's adorning? Let it not be that outward adorning of the writing of the hair and the wearing of gold. I'll quit. I said the wearing of gold. The doctrine of separation can be found in the Scripture. I'm coming to a close. The doctrine of separation. I am telling you in the Scripture. I am still in the Scripture. And some of you are thinking, though you are in the Scripture, you should not be reading these Scriptures. I'm preaching the Scripture. I'm preaching the Word. Leviticus 20 and 24 and 26 said, I am the Lord your God, which has separated you from from other people and you shall be holy unto me I've separated you from other people for I am the Lord for I am the Lord am holy and have severed you from other people that you should be mine Ezra 9 and 1 said the people of Israel and the priests and the Levites have not separated themselves from the people of the land doing according to their abominations 2 Corinthians 6 and 14 and 17 said be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion have light with darkness wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate saith the Lord and touch not the unclean thing let, let me read the scripture uh, John 15 and 19 said, if you were of the world, this is, you say, boy, th this is a convention. We're having Bible study. Now, if this is not Bible study, I don't know what Bible study is. He said, for, for if you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you're not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. 
Bible said, 1 John 2, 15, Love not the world, neither things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 1 John 2, 16, For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. 1 John 2, 17, And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. What saith the Scripture? Now listen to this. Hosea 7 and 8, Ephraim hath mixed him mixed himself among the people. Ephraim is a cake not turned. Hear this. Strangers have devoured his strength, and he knoweth it not. Yea, gray hairs are here and there upon him, and he knoweth it not. It's like when a man's hair begins to turn gray, and it's here and there, and he knoweth it not. I am telling you what, slowly we're fading in with the world. Praise God. I'm almost through, but I want to say this. I'm going to tell you, what I said tonight, I'm going to go back over everything I said, and I'm going to say one more thing here, and that is this. We have got to believe the new birth, which is repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. There's no other way. I don't care if you've got the Holy Ghost. If you ain't baptized in Jesus' name, you're not going to go to heaven. No way. No way. No way. Okay. We've got to believe in the oneness of God. We've got to believe in the oneness of God. Is this thing popping too much? You've got to believe in the oneness of God. We've got to believe in holiness. Now I want to talk about separation from the world. I am telling you, I am telling you that, that there is a religion among us that is not good and is not right. And that is this. In Pentecost, in Pentecost, Pentecost, too many Pentecostals have gone crazy about sports. Yeah. People will go and watch it on the television. They'll listen to it on the radio. They'll get a VCR. I know people do this. And they will tape it somewhere and watch it later. That's right. They just, they just played, uh, uh, what, the Super Bowl? World Series. How'd you know it was the World Series, Brother Keys? <laughs> no, and I, I, I knew it was the World Series. I mean, you live in this world. <laughs> now, you want to start here? <laughs> no, I knew it was the World Series. You can't help but know it. But you don't listen to it. You don't watch it. You don't keep up with it. There's a spirit in that. There is saints and there is preachers that go to big league ball games. Football. That's right. They do it. They go, they go to baseball games and stuff. And I'm going to tell you where it all started is in these Christian schools. And I've got a Christian school. But I'm going to tell you something. And, and Brother Keyes' church and my church gets together and Brother Booker's and, and Brother Howard's there and all. We get together and, 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 and we play, but we don't divide up church against church and school against school. We just choose up teams. We play. Hey, you're going to go eat in our family center tonight. It's got, uh, we play basketball. But we don't play school against school and team against team and church against, and they're in city leagues. And I am telling you, and it just came out in the Fresno Bee 
that, that, that in this town it's the Fresno Bobcats. Is that what it is? Bulldogs, how'd you know it's the Bulldogs? <laughs> yeah, I know what it is. You can't live in this town without knowing it. Let me tell you something. And the paper just said, with the Fresno Bulldogs, it is, it is more than a game. It is, the paper said it, a religion. It is a religion. I'm telling you, brother, we better get this washed out of our...